You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next three hours. I hope you had a tremendous Tuesday. I hope you had a damn good Labor Day weekend. Shout outs to everybody listening all over North America on the free Odyssey app on phones, tablets, laptops, computers, VCRs, 8-tracks. I mean, whatever you're doing, I'm glad that you're listening. We got people listening on our many CBS Sports Radio affiliates. We got people listening on Sirius XM Channel 158. We got folks listening on smart speakers. And we got a lot to do. I get started, though, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you to super producer and host Dave Shepard. And thank you to you for listening. 855-212-4CBS is how you reach me on the phone lines at JR Sport Brief is how you reach me on all social media. It's Shep, you got you you got a CD? You still got CDs? Uh, I used to. I mean, not in the last twenty some odd years, though. You haven't had a CD in twenty years. Yeah. I mean, I'm with the times there, right? You wouldn't expect anything less. No, but I'm saying you've pl- uh, twenty years is the last you the last time you used a CD was twenty years ago. I, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit, but it's yeah. been a long time. Ten years ago, people still had CDs. Man. Well, not me. You didn't have, you had iPod? Yeah. You graduated early. No more CD, right? They're, I appreciate that. They're the only time in life I've graduated early in anything, so thank you for that. You're welcome. How many times did you get left back? Well, zero times, but I wasn't, you know, I mean, I wasn't Mr. Einstein all of a sudden. Oh, okay. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, people, somebody out there, well, no. I wonder if someone has... No, the answer is no. Well, maybe. Maybe somebody is recording like CBS Sports Radio playing it back on a CD. It's like one person doing it. If, let's that, pray. if that. Yeah, let's pray for that person. Yeah. <laughs> let's pray for them. Anyway, right before we went to break, we might as well uh, like have a, a moment of prayer for Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll believes that the expectations for the Seattle Seahawks should still be in that 10-win range. Uh, I don't know if he believes that Russell Wilson is somehow inside of, uh, you know, Geno Smith or if he thinks Bobby Wagner is still anchoring the center of his defense. But someone, please, check on and pray for Pete Cow. He might have to go back to uh, USC to find some type of success. And he might have to pay some players as well. Well, anyway, we're going to get into college football momentarily you know last hour we took a look at Tom Brady and you know listened to some of his points from his podcast as to to why he's returning and we're going to get into Jason Peters going uh you know he's an Eagles legend and now this man is is going to be playing for the Cowboys Patrick Beverly is teamed up with Russell Westbrook Uh, NFL start of their season is only two days away with the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams Uh, we got tennis A lot of tennis that has gone on over the weekend while I was on my short Labor Day vacation. So we have a lot to do. But before I say anything, I want you to hear one more time. And then we're going to make fun of Brian Kelly. Uh, LSU. We'll get there in a second. 
Listen to Tom Brady on his Let's Go podcast on Sirius XM basically describe to everybody why the hell he's coming back. I just felt like I had a little left, and I want to give it a shot, and I owed it to my teammates and uh, our great coaches and our whole organization. We built something pretty special here in Tampa the last few years, and, uh, you know, we were pretty close last year at the end of last year. We lost to the Super Bowl champ. You know, they made a few more plays than we did in that game. You know, the competitive fire still burns. Yeah, I guess the competitive fire burns more than the fire to stay at home. But anyway, if you want my full thoughts on that, and you missed it last hour, go ahead and hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. But we're going to hit fast forward because the NFL season is getting ready to, to launch on, on Thursday night. Thank God, Thursday night football. How did we get here? It's Tuesday, September 6th. How did we get here? I feel like every day is just one big day. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm living in an alternate dimension. But anyway, the NFL is coming up. College football is in full swing. And I got to be honest here. I like football like the next person. Some people have their preference, NFL over college. I don't care. As long as I can see people hit each other and they're not hitting me, I'm, I'm fine with it. But the thing about college football, the one thing that I don't like is when we start off the season and it's just like ass whoopings for everybody. Because some of these scores, I look at the teams and I identify who's playing and I go, I ain't watching that. And I go, oh, I'll check in on that game. And I'll say, oh, I'll try to see what this game looks like and then I'm going to quit. And we got a lot of that in quote-unquote week one. I don't even pay attention to that, that, that week zero nonsense. And so we saw a lot of teams that will ultimately be competing in the college football playoff annihilate teams. And by the way, give it a few years, and that college football playoff will include everybody and their mama. And so if you didn't like blowouts at the beginning of the college football season before they really start getting into their own conference games, wait until you start getting blowouts and ass whoopings in the actual college football playoff when it expands. But that's a conversation for another day. If you got to look at some of the action over the weekend, how about I start off with, with, with my local team here. The Georgia Bulldogs play right on down the road in Athens. They were able to launch this past weekend against Oregon, against the Ducks. The defending national champs, which basically sent almost half of its damn defense straight into the NFL. It's supposed to be a little bit of a drop-off, right? The Oregon Ducks, they came in ranked number 11th. They got their asses whooped so bad that they've fallen out of the top 25. They're now number 26. The Bulldogs beat the living hell out of the Ducks 49-3 here in Atlanta. It is so bad, so ridiculous. I watched that game and said, I ain't watching no more of this anymore. Like for what? The Bulldogs scored a touchdown on their first seven possessions. And Kirby Smart, the man who is now paid $11.2 million a year, only Nick Saban gets paid more at 11.7. Kirby Smart, he spoke after the win, and he talked about his team's mindset for the rest of the season. 
I want to come out and play aggressive. And I told our team, I don't care about the results of the game. I don't care about any. All I care about is, did you come out and play aggressive? And we tried to make it really simple. And I thought they came out and played aggressive. I thought we called the game aggressive. I thought Coach Monken, I thought Coach Schumann did a tremendous job with both their staffs. Our staff is the best it's ever been. We got a great staff right now, and it's uh, it's, it's it's awesome because we've got you know a great. We've always had good staff, but we've got a really great staff right now in terms of in guys enjoying to work together and putting plans together. And I thought they did a great job of doing that. What they got a sten- hey chef, what is there, a stenographer in the in the press conference? <laughs> oh man, don't get me started. I tell you I Jay, I will say this though. What? Stetson Bennett, man, a lot of people owe that man an apology. For what? He ain't one of the best. He's good. He's okay. I mean, did you not did you not listen to yourself in the beginning of your monologue in this hour? Did what you did, did you not did you not just say seven touchdowns in their first seven possessions? Yeah, what do you what do you well I mean we it's know pretty good. The yeah, they played an eleventh ranked team, Jr. Yes, but do you think he's he ain't no Stroud man? Well, he I don't know no, if Stroud's Stroud. I think he's overrated. He no, Coming in the, the Heisman favorite all of a sudden, and you know, meanwhile the guy Bryce no, Young yeah. won it. Listen, let's not. You can throw Stetson Bennett all the flowers that you want. This is also still someone who had an. If he was so damn good, he'd be gone. Okay. Man, you're he do- is going. Jared, he Matt, is Leonard, go- Matt Leonard stayed an extra year. He shouldn't have either. There's guys he- that stay an extra year. Yes, he did because this man wants all the extra breakfasts and lunches and dinners in Athens that he can get his hands on. And so, yes, kudos to him. I think that's more, of, and this is more of an indication of the strength of the Bulldogs and people probably looking at the Ducks and giving them a little bit too much love. You know okay, how many guys he- they lost, Jr. Yeah, half the damn squad. Right. So give Stetson Bennett his due. I, I am giving him his due. Good. And he still ain't one of the best damn quarterbacks. He's not in the upper echelon. Oh, you're tough. Oh, but you're damn right I'm tough. I'm also honest. We know who the top QBs are. He's good. He's deserving of praise. He ain't at the top of the top. And so the Bulldogs will be right there at the end of the season in the college football playoff, which is no shock which is no surprise, but Stetson Bennett, man, he's good. He ain't one of the best. And if he was, there wouldn't have been so many conversations about whether or not he's going to return or whether he's going to go home or whether he's going to try again. He's trying again because he's good, because he has experience, and this is pretty much going to be the ultimate, penultimate last stop on his career. I mean, if he can sneak in somewhere and, and be a pro, then God bless him. But this man is at the top of his game, and good for him as he continues on. Are they going to throw, you know, touchdowns on the first seven possessions of every game? No. And this is my point. This is the ass-whooping time of the season. And so the Georgia Bulldogs, they were favored to beat Oregon by about 16, 17 points, and they beat them by 46. Let's see what happens as we get a little bit later in the year. Because we know the other team. And they certainly do have someone who's one of the best QBs, probably flat, in the entire college football system right now. Someone who's definitely going into the NFL. They got Bryce Young. And Alabama went out there. They beat the living hell out of Utah State 55 to nothing. Yeah, I ain't watched this game. I looked at the score. I looked at the opponent. I said, I ain't watching. And that's all it is. Alabama will probably beat up on Texas this upcoming Saturday trying to slowly but surely indoctrinate Texas into the SEC over the next few seasons. 
And Alabama, we know, is going to go into the college football playoff. And then we got a team last night. This was another ass-whooping. Come on now. What was this crap last night? We had Clemson. They beat Georgia Tech 41-10. to I can walk to Georgia Tech from right here on Peachtree Street in Atlanta. I can walk over to Georgia Tech. Maybe I can help Coach Jeff call some plays. Maybe I can help him out with time management. Because ultimately, Clemson should have beat the living hell out of them earlier than they did. And they still beat them 41-10. to 10. But here's a problem with Clemson. Trevor Lawrence is gone. Deshaun Watson is gone. Taj Boyd been gone. DJ Uyangalale, he ain't the guy. And we've been looking at this dude since he helped replace Trevor Lawrence on Trevor Lawrence's way out the door, and he got a little bit of taste, and he hasn't shown a whole lot since then. And somehow, someway, Dabo Sweeney with Cade Klubnick, pretty much the the quarterback who might take his job, uh, Dabo Sweeney always looking at the positive. Uh, He feels good about DJ. I think you saw uh, DJ do things tonight that, you know, we needed to see and that he didn't do last year. Man, he made a lot of plays with his legs. He, he showed great leadership, great moxie. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Maybe Dabble Sweeney and Pete Carroll had a call together about quarterback optimism. Pete Carroll is in the NFL talking about Geno Smith and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not lowering my expectations lower than 10 wins and yeah, we got Dabo Sweeney talking about DJ Uyunglele saying, oh, man, yeah, he's great with his legs. Well, it'd be nice if the man could actually identify a passer past his first option. It's not that good. And DJ, yeah, he'll probably run all over Furman. But what is he going to do when the games actually count and they actually matter? And they're not playing teams that are just showing up to collect a check. Come on now. Let's come to earth. And speaking of checks, this game on Sunday, I told you I was going to get to Brian Kelly. This was hilarious. People are actually, they're they're looking for Brian Kelly to fail. They really are. He left Notre Dame high and dry, basically ditched his players at the end of the season as they're trying to compete uh, pretty much for a playoff spot, a bowl game, trying to make something out of themselves. And he's like, I'm out. He takes a 10-year deal, $100 million, to go down to Baton Rouge and LSU and, and take their money and try to really take use of their recruiting pool and do some damage. And in this first game, what happens? LSU loses to Florida State, the Seminoles. They're out there muffing punts. They lose on a, a, a block point after attempt. And Brian Kelly looks like a fool out there. And people are killing him online after one game. And maybe he'd get a little bit more of a grace period if he didn't just leave Notre Dame as a jackass, if he didn't show up to LSU with all of a sudden a, a fake accent, and if he also wasn't just a jerk. I mean, who can forget when he showed up? And by the way, Brian Kelly is from the, the Northeast. I'm talking about way, 
up in the Northeast. I am talking about Massachusetts, thick accent, Northeast. And all of a sudden, he gets down to Louisiana, and he sounded like this. I believe that I can make a significant uh, difference here. And, and you want to be able to make a difference. Um, and, and I, along with the support, our president, President Tate, the administration, um, collaboratively can make a big difference. Well, that was him sounding a little bit more normal. But when he got there, he sounded like a complete jackass. He sounded like a transplant who thought and tried to force a transplant. Well, I can tell you what's even more ridiculous. Brian Kelly, after getting his ass whooped and looking ridiculous against Florida State, having a team that was not disciplined in any regard, he actually stood in front of the media and he talked about what they did and what they didn't do well. Despite all of those things, I stand here in front of you with an opportunity to to bring the game into an overtime situation. So what we did well is we battled. Um, Proud of the way we battled. What obviously we need to do better is play with a sense of urgency for four quarters, which we did not. (laughs) I almost got us into overtime. Well, that's something to hang your hat on, right? Almost got there. We battled. Man, you better do a whole lot better job battling. And sure, LSU didn't give him $100 million to just quote-unquote win game one. But every game that he loses in embarrassing fashion, he's going to be reminded about how much of a jackass he is. Especially the way he left Notre Dame. People are never going to forget that. And he's not set himself up on the right foot. Because today, during his press conference and speaking to the media, Brian Kelly wasn't happy that some of the reporters arrived late. He decided to call them out on it and kind of, I guess, make a joke. Didn't sound like a joke. And one of the reporters responded, you'll hear her off camera. She pretty much says, well, maybe if you won the football game, uh, I'd arrive on time. Ouch. Listen. With that, we'll we'll open it up to this late arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, enjoyed the the weekend. that's usually ten dollars um, that we put in the kitty um, for. We, we'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. I don't think it has anything to do with winning. I think it has to do with being on time. Ouch. Maybe if you win, I'll be on time. It would have been even more of a kick to the stomach if she said, "Well." Did you lose because maybe you were partying over the weekend? I I have no idea. Brian Kelly needs to pump his brakes. Just coach the football team, man. His press conferences, and every time he opens up his mouth, is going to be uh, fodder for people like me to remind him about how he treated Notre Dame on the way out. And he better get the winning. Otherwise, he's just going to be criticized all the damn time. And if you look at the college season, the college football season, which we all know culminates in a four-team playoff, you know, last season, we got some usual suspects, I'd say. Michigan was able to make its way in. Cincinnati made its way in. I don't expect to see that again. But come on, let's be real. We're going to have some combination of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, 
Maybe somebody else jumps back in there. I don't think it's going to be Clemson unless Trevor Lawrence goes back to college. And this is, this is the way things are. And so get used to it. We're going to see a lot of ass whoopings here to start off the college football season. And when it's all said and done, I would not be shocked or surprised if we saw the Bulldogs and Alabama again. Let's be reminded, Nick Saban looked at last year where they actually lost to the Bulldogs. Nick Saban said, oh, yeah, that was just a rebuilding year for us. Ouch. What a way to stick it to Kirby Smart and then demand that you make a half million dollars more than him. It's a hard knock life. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to your phone calls on the other side. And then, you know what? Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, they weren't the only teams to hand out a blowout over the weekend. I'm going to tell you what Deion Sanders and his squad did. We'll get to that in your calls after the break. But before that, I have something special to share with you. Are you ready for Thursday Night Football? Feel the excitement with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on Thursday's game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Thursday, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Bet on Buffalo or L.A. to win. If your team leads by seven at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code JRSports. That's code JRSports only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be present in state where lawful to wager, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and script form terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. What you have, you can't even put a price on it, is you have a platform and you always handle your platform with responsibility. And for that, I look up to you and I respect you and I appreciate you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. I appreciate you. I do. Much love to everybody listening all across North America. I got the phone lines open right now. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. After the first full weekend 
of college football action. Man, I, I look at all the beatings that were handed out. I look at all the blowouts. And I say to myself, this is the, this is the same old, same old you-know-what. It's going to boil down to, to Alabama and Georgia, the Bulldogs, and you know whoever else will decide to occupy the other two spots. I don't think Cincinnati is going to bounce back. Last year was pretty much a, an outlier. I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State got back in it. You know, between Ohio State and Michigan, I guess they can battle it out for, for one of the two spots. It's going to be tough for both of them to grab both spots, but I mean, damn. It's the same old, same old every year. I guess this is why Nick Saban is running around saying, give me $11.7 million. And why Kirby Smart is now getting 11 too. And then we got Brian Kelly, who at some point over the next 10 years will be expected to win a national championship. But for right now, things did not start off all that great. 855-212-4CBS-AL is calling from New Orleans. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm excellent, Al. What's on your mind? Uh, two quick things, man. Uh, I want to talk about Brian Kelly. And uh, so I want to talk about that game real quick. I've never really followed Brian Kelly. Uh, you know, I knew of him from a distance. You know, I'm a big LSU fan. Just follow LSU coaches we had, Nick Saban, Ed Oles, and all that. But one thing I can say, I do remember when Brian Kelly left Cincinnati, it's, I think he left the same way. They, they were, like, going to a bowl or something major. I couldn't remember. And so I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of confused with why people are so – you know, upset or why how he left Notre Dame because he's done before in the past. This is I don't think it's anything new with him. You know, so yeah, but just, you, you, we, you, what don't you understand? He pretty much. Well, it's one thing to do something, one go round. It's another thing when you get your ass whooped in the court of public opinion, and you come back and do it again at a larger program, and you 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 have upward mobility. He pretty much looked his students in the face after the news already broke and told them, oh, hey, I'm, I'm sure you know this, but uh, I'm, I'm gone. I mean, where's the honor in that? It's not about, oh, well, he did it already. It's about, hey, if you do it, it don't matter. It, it's not right. Don't matter if it's the first time, second time, third time, or fourth time. I mean, I, I totally agree with you on that. But, you know, I, I look at it like this. You know, sports is a money thing. It's all about the money. I, I don't, you know, personally, me, I don't think there's no loyalty nowhere in sports, whether it's the NFL, college, NBA, you know. I just think that money rules now, since with NIL and with, you know, now the coaching uh, changes, you know, uh, uh, I, Oklahoma I, folks going to USC, you know. You, I, just, I just feel there's no loyalty it's, regardless. You know? it's, so, it's, I, I agree with you. And it's not, it's not, I'll take it a step further. It's not, I don't agree with you. What you just said is fact. But this is where, this is where a line does need to be drawn. Don't shovel people, you know what. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I got like, don't, don't roll up in people's houses recruiting. Don't stand in front of the media. This is really what it boils down to. And thank you, Al, for calling from, from New Orleans. Don't shovel people you-know-what. Get to it. Be honest. 
shoot straight. We got all these people who make all this money, and the checks are going to cash either way. But what, you don't want your feelings hurt? You don't want to be called out for being a liar, for being a jackass? Come on, those students didn't care. Oh, hey, Brian Kelly. Hey, guys, uh, let me send let me send my students a group text message. Hey, guys, uh, uh, let's meet. Let's meet at at, at you know, 8 a.m. on Tuesday morning. I'm, I'm sure you saw the news. The news is all over the place. Like if I'm a student, why am I showing up? If I'm a student, I might be getting ready to, to, to play in the biggest game of my career as a student athlete. Oh, Brian Kelly was my guy, and they helped recruit me. They helped bring me in. And he's bailing? And you, you couldn't even tell us? Come on, we know it's all about money. That's why I think a lot of what goes down in college athletics for years has just been a sham. But come on, we, we got the coaches a lot. We got coaches who want to complain, some of them about the structure and who's getting the money and where the money's coming from. And now we basically have slush funds to, to help bring in uh, particular players into programs. Where's the honor? What are we going to do one day? Are we ever, are we ever, are we ever going to have a college coach, a college football coach, stand up in front of everybody and say, Hey, yeah, I'm leaving. Why am I leaving? I'm leaving to go get the money. I'm sorry, I'm leaving. They're going to pay me more money. I'm going to have a deeper recruiting uh, a pool to grab players from. I'm going to the SEC. I'm out. Are we ever going to have somebody do that? No. Because everybody can kind of tiptoe around it. And everybody needs to hold hands. That's why Brian Kelly can sit at a news conference today and, you know, talk to the reporters and tell them, oh, yeah, you, you guys, you guys were, uh, you guys were, you guys were late. Well, who the hell, do, do the reporters work for you? Brian Kelly, man, just shut up. Who's going to call out the report? Who's going to call out the coaches? Nobody. The coaches can make all the money in the world. But the minute a player makes some money, oh, man, we got to get them together. Like, Stop it. Stop the sham. Stop the mockery. That's why Brian Kelly, I'm going to remind people here all the time. When we got people who want to come out and just leave the students high and dry, leave the student athlete high and dry, not be honest in front of the student athlete. The minute the student athlete makes a dime or a buck, the coach is the first one to whine, bitch, moan, and complain about it. Brian Kelly will probably find success at LSU. At some point over the next 10 years, he might find his way into a national championship, or he just might be a joke. And I'll be here to remind you. Because, yeah, it's all about the business and it's all about the money. But I'm going to remind you, Hey, you, you ain't being honest about it. And so what's the big deal? Because there's a double standard there. That the coaches can come out and make all the money in the world. And they can operate like they're on some type of high cloud in the sky. 
But then the players, they just gotta, they just gotta, you know, sit over there play and maybe get a scrap. That's called BS. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. BS is something I try not to deliver. Similar to the man we're gonna talk about on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Your credit to your profession. You're one of the rare radio personalities that actually balances facts with whatever callers calling with. I'm also a caller for Pearland, Texas, so Pearland, Texas loves you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We've talked about quite a few. Quite a few coaches here. We went into Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll kind of delusional looking at the Seahawks and saying that his expectations aren't anywhere less than 10 wins. Well, uh, he needs to get hit with the reality stick, and he will. Geno Smith will probably hit him with it. Give him uh, two, three weeks. Over on the college side, something that Pete Carroll is very familiar with, we saw Brian Kelly. In his debut here with LSU, not too pretty. Undisciplined team. Smacked around here. Not all that great. Undisciplined squad. Kind of bad. LSU losing to Florida State. But right now, I want to talk to you about, uh, well, let's get to two coaches. Deion Sanders, by the way, with Jackson State. They just beating people up. Well, at least the first game. They beat the Rattlers. Florida A&M. 59 to nothing. I didn't, didn't stutter. Didn't make a mistake. 59 to nothing. And all week long, all week, or excuse me, I didn't give them their field goal. 59 to 3. My apologies, Florida AM. Sorry I missed your field goal. Hey, Shub, you think I'll get a call or email that I forgot their three points? I'm going to guess no. Probably not, yeah. yeah. Deion Sanders, his son, Shadar, he's the starting quarterback. His numbers, five touchdowns. He completed 29 of 33 passes for 323 yards. And everything with Jackson State, unfortunately, Jackson, Mississippi, they had the flood last week while they were preparing, and they had to find somewhere to practice and somewhere to live. They had no problems. They destroyed them. And every single week, Deion Sanders and Jackson State, they garner more and more and more attention. I just hope that the attention that he is garnering helps kind of spread out the love to other HBCUs. And it it certainly is garnering attention. I hope it continues to be the right attention. And so congratulations to Deion Sanders 
and his program so far here on their start. Let's see what they can continue to do in the SWAC and for other HBCUs. Now, meanwhile, in the NFL, there's another head coach, someone who I think deserves the utmost respect and, and who has continued on and on and on to just prove that he's worthy of being one of the youngest. It's still crazy to, it's crazy to think about this. Hey, shop, Mike Tomlin got the job after Cower at 35 years old. 35. He still looks it. Yeah, he does. Well, right now he's, he's 49 years old. Matter of fact, apologies. He just turned 50. Congratulations to Mike Tomlin. The man has yet to have a losing season. He's had a couple of 500 years. Has yet to have a losing season. And yes, things are going to be very different with Ben Roethlisberger now gone. And they brought in Mitch Trubisky from the Chicago Bears. This is his second chance. They drafted Kenny Pickett. They did not draft Kenny Pickett to just, you know, sit up on the shelf and collect dust. Ultimately, he's going to get his chance to play and start, especially for a player who came out of pit. He's going to get his chance. And so it was finally announced and showcased to the world on their official depth chart that Trubisky's going to get the start. Now, who's shocked? No one should be shocked. You got a veteran here, regardless of what you think about Mitch Trubisky. He has had some type of success playing for the Bears, not the success that they wanted. And then you have Kenny Pickett, who has yet to throw an NFL pass. Typically, common sense will tell you, just in order to keep the locker room in the highest place of confidence and to not be a clown show, you give the veteran that you brought in a shot unless Kenny Pickett has absolutely outplayed him. And that's not the case yet because Kenny Pickett has yet to play in an NFL game. Yes, he's looked great in the preseason. It's going to be a whole new can of worms when teams start opening up their playbooks. It's different. Mitch Trubisky has seen it. Let Kenny Pickett see it on the sidelines first. And so, of course, Mike Tomlin, one of the best coaches in the NFL, someone who always, for the most part, as much as he can be, is pretty much honest and straightforward. Mike Tomlin, he was very clear on who the hell their starting quarterback is. Mitch Trubisky is our starting quarterback and our captain. Man, we're just really comfortable with what Mitch has shown us. Um, he's a guy that came to us with, with franchise quarterback experience, if you will. He's comfortable in those shoes. He's been the focal point of a football team in an organization before. This man is, he doesn't mince words. He, that's one thing I appreciate about Mike Tomlin. He gets, he gets right to the point. And, yeah, all coaches, half of their job is to, you know, be honest at one point and kind of be reserved on the other. Nobody's ever going to show all their cards, but he gets right to the point, and he's beloved by his players for that same point. Someone else, and I guess this is Ben Roethlisberger chiming in, he's the latest athlete to have his own podcast. Shep, what is his – oh, my God. What is Ben Roethlisberger's new podcast called? Am I? He has, like, balling at the end of the name? What what is this called? This is very, uh, very uh, footballing. It's called – why is it called footballing with an H? Help me out. Do you know why? I could give you a better answer than this. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to name my podcast Footballing with it's an footballing. H. Footballing, yeah, that, that's what I'm seeing too. Why? Can you name it? 
I didn't. I sure as hell didn't name it. The guy's got to find something to do, right? The NFL didn't want him. Someone's got to want him. But he, sure, his name. Well, anyway, Ben Roth is well. It's better name than ne- never mind. Anyway, footballing. Let's see how long it takes me before I uh, say something else and, and get the name confused. Ben Roethlisberger on his own podcast, footballing. He talks about why Mitch Trubisky should be the starting quarterback. And uh, I'm not a Hall of Fame QB, but I kind of knew the answer. Listen. He's the guy that they brought him in here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to mentor um, Kenny. And I think he'll really help Kenny a lot. Right. But in my opinion, it's um, it should be Mitch's job for for you know the time being and and if 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 mitch plays well keep him keep him in there yeah. you know and, and even if even if mitch has a, a bad game or something it doesn't mean just yank him like you know people were gonna and people are so excited for kenny which they should be i mean he's a pit kid right you know played at pit and so the they're super excited for him but i just don't I, I just hope the fans don't like the first time that mitch you know doesn't play well they don't start like booing or yank him or do something like yeah. that because listen it's going to happen Give the give the guy a chance to keep going and whatever. That's a touchdown. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But I, I I do, in my opinion, feel that it, it's Mitch's job. He hasn't done anything to lose the job. Mm. He's played well enough as well to to keep you know as the starter. But ultimately, it's going to be Coach T's decision. Right. And I think the other the hard thing that people don't think about is that it's really hard to go back and forth. Well, thank you, Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, Shep, he played in the NFL for almost 20 years to deliver that to us? I want to say 18. Oh, what are we? Oh, I didn't play any. I didn't throw one pass in the NFL. When is, when is Ben Roethlisberger going to give us something a little bit deeper on his uh You his said fo- he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's going to the Hall of Fame. What's, the, what's so difficult to, to understand about that? There's nothing. I'm just saying... He's, he's made. He's made his do with football. He's got nothing left to prove, right? Give him the benefit of the doubt. Of what? Well, he didn't say anything that's breathtaking in that in that clip. Oh, exactly. That's why. Look, I. Right. I don't know. Maybe he'll tell some stories in some other episodes. We'll talk more about that and some other up and comers on the other side of the break. The JR Sport Re Show, CBS Sports Radio.